Welcome back to the show. Chris Demon, Travis Terrell. We are live. Guardian Travis's final two shows tomorrow, Friday. Be joined by the great Sean tomorrow for Dogs on Film. He already called me this morning. Goody now. <sighs> I'm off the hook for today. I'm like, yeah, I tried calling you all day yesterday. My phone's out of minutes. Yeah, I kind of figured. So mm. I had to have his wife tell him. Okay. I, I envy Sean's existence. I do, too. It brings me great joy. Yeah. I already warned him that he's going to get asked a couple of stories, in particular, okay. leaving his wife in an elevator while he went on a road trip. Oh he goes, oh, that time. Because he's left her in an elevator more than Jesus once. Christ. So, do we have any vodka here? We do. We might need to give him a little vodka. So that kind of just keep him moving? Yeah. Because he'll be a guy, he'll be a little shy at first, mm -hmm. especially if he's on, <clears throat> you know, live and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we got to loosen him up and make him, you know, comfortable. Right. So that's why I think like a little game with him or having him tell a story. Or loosen you, him up. You, you just got to prod him. And you don't necessarily have to like ask him a long question or anything. It's just kind of, it's even sometimes just staring at him to get him to keep talking. And then it just kind of flows. If we could play it where that song he loves, that I love it. If we could find something to emulate the joy he gets from that song. Ask a point. Yeah. That'd be good pod. Like, well, he, you, here's what I suggest. Asking him about that song. And then first thing he'll be like, well, what's that song? He doesn't even know what it is. He just knows yeah, well, when it comes you on. You modest mouth it. Yeah. Get him in the mood. And then he'll just, his head starts doing this, and he can't, when he's about to explode, he rubs his head and just gets up, starts walking around. And Would you say this is the most excited you've ever been in your broadcast career? Oh, I mean, I'm excited, <laughs> but also cautiously excited, because uh, I try to protect you gonna him feel as like, well. Are you going to feel like Rogan did after he realized he talked Ari Shafir into getting a smartphone? <laughs> <laughs> There's a... Uh, is this after the fact? Oh, yeah. He said that. He was, well, Ari's a psychopath. And well. I shouldn't have told I him guess he's it, ready for a phone. I won't be able to answer that until I know what happens afterwards. Gotcha. It's hard to kind of predict or project at this point. Did he? Did Ari Shafir drug Bert Kreischer? <laughs> yeah. In front of his kids? Uh, his kids were upstairs. I think Bert has a podcast studio in his man cave downstairs. I watched uh, talk about wormholes. I... I Oh, they, they, they he was legitimately mad for him month. and uh, yeah, Tom that, Segura, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura in their pod recently. They were talking about the the whole Arisha Fear Kobe tweet fallout. Yeah, Bert's and wife ain't forgiven him ever. No, no, she's like the nicest person. Yeah, Bert said that, and then uh, Segura essentially he talked about how he's had conversations in the past with Ari, and he. So to say how surprised he is, Ari doesn't show more of the humanity that he possesses, uh, whether it's in the stand-up or just, you know, just on his brand personality. And Segura was just wondering out loud why he chose Because they said in real life he there. is so so great. They, they're not so great, but they're just like, he's a he's not that personality that he shows that's what, yeah, that's online. What they say he's, yeah. you know, like I said, he's a guy that also, you know, drugged Burt Kreischer in front of his children. 
Uh, but he's also well. It was during he a does podcast. It, I mean, but it, it wasn't like they were hanging out in his living room. And I'm not right. taking up for him. I'm just. But essentially, they were saying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just getting it. I'm just. I'm just getting it correct. I know. I know. It's just there is a f- swimming pool at the Kreischer house. It's hard just, to. You know. uh, it's hard to. It's hard to properly correct there, and so yeah. I'm. Right. I would. I understand what yeah. you're doing there. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like us, even Tom Segura. Uh, essentially said, uh, I guess Ari hit him. So up, you like stop doing We Are Live with me and start listening to Segura and Burt's podcast. This I only looked at this because I was <laughs> got to fill the time. Yeah, I, I honestly I looked at this with only fat white guy. It was on my it was on my YouTube feed and they're always on that. I never actually stop and watch, and it's because it's played in the office off my account. So when I get home, it's already oh, there. Yeah. Oh, that's your account. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. It's no big deal. I try, I, like beat, I try and beat you guys to the punch, and I'll throw on just very mindless podcasts so I don't have to sit and watch you guys stew over whatever's happening on CNN all day. And you guys find the, the clicker every time. I um. I try and keep it light. But we're trying to. Well, I understand. I but no, we're not. Such, but uh, no, I just the only reason why I wanted to, I wanted to hear I wanted to hear what other comedians were saying yeah, right, right, right. about Ari Shafir, especially those like Segura and Christ who have actually worked with him, who know him personally. So I just wanted to get a little bit more insight as to his mind frame yeah. as to why he would even go to that length. And Segura even acknowledged that yeah, he hit me up, like texted me the other day, like he texted me like a few hours after sending out the tweet or the video appeared, and he's like, "Hey, you see my video." And Segura goes, have you seen the response to your video? <laughs> and I guess Shafir didn't really understand what was taking off. He didn't realize how quickly it took off and how people were all of a sudden like, and Segura was like, dude, I don't, I, I don't know if you're paying attention, but people hate you. Like an abnormal amount of people right now want you gone. Oh. And so Shafir he said, literally when he first talked to Shafir after he Put up the post. Um, he had no idea that it was as severe as he thought it turned as it turned out to be. So that's the reason why I turned, and it was very interesting to watch. It was incredibly fascinating. Um, but yeah, still fuck Ari Shafir. Don't don't show up in the loo. Just don't don't do a show. Don't do a show in the city. Not kidding you. Uh, don't I do promise. a show. Don't do a show in L.A. Uh, you need to you need to lay low for about. Not kidding you. A I'd, year. I looked up his. <clears throat> before this mm-hmm. not kidding you there was a date at a friend of ours venue that needed filled and I knew Ari Shafir was getting ready to tape his special which has been postponed I believe uh, and I I knew this venue needed filled and we do some comedy shows here and there but whatever and I thought okay who's on tour that's not has not been to St. Louis that could draw in a quick like if they said hey you got two weeks here I'm coming I literally looked up his email and everything, and I would have—I was so close to being like, "Hey, do you want to come by and do this venue?" And I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. And then, like, a few days later, or maybe it was like a week later, so whenever all that stuff happened, hmm. can you imagine dealing with that? No thanks. Almost. Hmm. Almost. Yeah, that's a headache. Yeah, I don't know if that guy is going to be able to do comedy for the rest of the year, at least. Maybe people will forget in the summer. I'm sure there'll be people will still go out and, and watch the guy, and, and everybody's about redemption. I don't something, think I don't something think that he didn't afford to Kobe, but people will eventually afford to him. But yeah, yeah, there'll be an audience for him probably later on down the line. 
But I was just more interested in hearing guys like Segura and what they had to say about it. And they were just like, yeah, I'm not defending the guy. The guy's an idiot. Um, uh, the thing that's frustrating to us, people who know him personally, is that that's almost a near 180 up to who he is as a personality. Mm. So, I don't know. It'd be like that sometimes. Interesting wormhole? Yeah, wormhole? yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's, that's one thing why I love YouTube now is that, you know, you'll see a video and you're like, well, shit, I'm going to watch these other 10. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have to. That's the way it's set up, right? That's beautifully set up that way. So that's become my new internet home. I'll still check in on Twitter from time to time, but I can't. Twitter is too self-important. Too self-important. More than usual. It's now because it's, 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 it's genuinely about the branding now. And I understand that because it's good business. You can make a lot of money by branding yourself on things like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You can make a living off of it. So I get why that's a case now, but everybody thinks they are a viral tweet away from getting a five-year deal, first-look deal with Fox. Is that you? Maybe. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I don't want to sound like I'm old man. Am I sounding like old man when I say self-important? Self I feel like there are I mean, people who... like all of a sudden locks their account and everything. Well, that's personal. Oh. That's personal. That's not me to say, hello, everyone. My life and situation is more important than yours. So now I'm going private. That's personal. That's be just... That's my cutting my hair and trimming up my beard that's you know you cut the locks i go lock out my account same difference yeah yeah let's okay let's lock down a good time tomorrow night at sophie's that's right <laughs> artist and cocktail lounge look out great lineup our friend brandon taylor making his debut on happiest hour oh guess who jimmy day going to be on the bill and Kenny Kynes closes it out been a while we haven't ever had this particular lineup before so it's gonna be very fun stop by we've got a, a wonderful dog available to say hello our friends at Stray Paws are bringing that and uh, STL uh, pet working making that happen and we're excited to uh, present this thanks to Jack Daniels and specials by Schlafly yeah that's right everybody mm. making it happen for you and yours every Thursday 6 p.m. right here in Grand Center Stop by. They've been packed. Get there early. You will, uh, you'll get a seat if you get there by 5.30. But 6 o'clock, out of seats, kids. It's been a good time. So keep it going. Happiest hour. You gave me a look when I said self-importance. Was that too much? I was too old man-ish? Oh, no. You're oh, no. Saying. You're just a hypocrite. Yeah, you're fine. Are you thinking about it now? <laughs> no, I'm not. I just feel like that no, you're fine. there was some tension no, behind hey. that no. self-important statement. Oh, Trev. You're fine. Trev. It's fine. You're you're good. Yeah, you're all right. Don't worry yeah, about it's it. It's not a big deal. Don't dwell on it. Don't think about it. We're not going to talk about it later. Oh. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> Are you guys surprised at the Battle Hawk love? They're saying, they're predicting, Camo mm. X just put out something this morning. Our friends at Bijack, they've got shirts available and they're going so fast. Good for them. Uh, Ten feet behind us, they make those. Mm. Are you guys surprised? Camo uh, X just said they might be expecting 28,000 people. Sounds all right. That's Ma crazy. Mardi Gras weekend. First time professional football has been Sunday? back in, a, in a St. Louis on a Sunday. You ain't doing shit on Sunday in St. Louis Mardi anyway. Gras, have you seen how these people act at Mardi Gras? Yeah, but people are just going to get hyped. It's another day and another excuse to drink. Of course people will get ready for that game. 
And that would be reasonable and measured. I'm just saying, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. And now the thing is, now if they're able, I would be more impressed if they're able to sustain that over five games. Mm-hmm. Now that's when I would be like, oh shit, St. Louis, you weren't fucking around. You really were about that battle hog life. Uh, but it's a professional football first time in what five years? I don't know. I... Me neither. I stopped counting too. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a while. Sounds about right. And it's football, and it's new, and it's different, and. I expect the first weekend to have a huge crowd, and like I said, I think ultimately, like most cities, the team needs to be competitive. It needs to have quality football. It needs to be somewhat entertaining. I would hope that the Battle Hawks have taken the time to create some type of a fan experience. I know they are working. I'm not saying they're going to have a Battle Hawk mascot out, and there's going to be stages of concert. Mascot? I don't know. I hope not. Let's not. not be they weren't at the bear. first one, were they? I, I don't know. A I battle hawk, a I bear with feathers on it. I don't know how you would do that. But back to the matter that'd be is. The, that'd be the toughest bird. Uh, look, St. Louis has an opportunity to make the most out of this project, this experiment that is the XFL. And 28,000 sounds like that's going to be fun. 28,000, that's going to be fun. That's I, a lot of you know that's what? More that, than That's more than half of MLB teams draw. Look, I am, if it's if, yeah, shoot, they talking 28,000, your boy going to head over there too. I just oh, want to you, go to. You, you'll attend if it's over twenty five thousand. Oh, I'm over if it's going to be people there. I'm not attending if it's going to look like Crestwood Mall. Oh, oh you, well, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's not that self important <laughs> anything. I just <laughs> want to hang out with a group of people. I was that self important. I want to hang out with a bunch of people. If it's seen? just going to be me, John, seen? and a bunch of his British buddies who don't know shit about football, then I'm not going to go do that. Oh, you don't want to just hang out with friends? You need to be seen by a lot. I don't need to be seen by shit. I just want to go out and hang out with people. As an introvert, I think that's impressive. I think I'll the never. fact of the matter that also, for the rest of my you've days. You've also said you were brave for admitting you were a coward. For I think that's of, an acknowledgement of, of a truth. <laughs> There's photos. Gardner. Now that's more accurate. Gardner, there are professional photos to prove it. Bacchanalian ball two weeks ago. I've never seen a more display of marijuana inter, in marijuana infused introversion. Then whenever a single stop that stigma, man. Whenever a single guy stop that stigma, man. Well, you couldn't get into a strip club on the east side, so we need to take. No, a look stop inward. that stigma, man. You just being just negative. Every time you say no, 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 no. I just sound like Mr. Wilson every time you talk about marijuana. No, I don't. I'm just saying, Mr. I've Wilson. never seen more introversion with a whiff of marijuana than whenever there are eight beautiful single women hanging out waiting to talk to the host. And Travis is eat, eating about, ribs talk alone. About an exaggeration. There eating was ribs no, alone. There were we. I kept the company of some very lovely, lovely women. I'm sorry, more and than I ten. Did not, women. And I and here's the other thing. Look her, man. <laughs> they are look, good looking Garden, people. Garden, trying Garden, to, did I do it right? Mm-hmm. Did he, sorry, so he, no. oh, okay, this was all planned. You guys planned beautiful this girls. Uh, can I explain? cool too? Can I? Not not annoying. Did you do it right? You just wait for his reaction, and that answers your question. I, right? I it was excited. no reaction. It was literally Look at no, man. having no, having because <laughs> it wasn't even a. It was having a conversation with adults. Chris thinks uh, just because hot single people are in a room together that the first thing you should do is pull out your dick and start talking to no, them. No, 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 no. I'm saying that you can have a conversation with people. And just enjoy their company. And that's what I did. I didn't want to overstay my time. I didn't want to sit up there and be in their face for it. It was a five-hour event. Was I supposed to just be in front of their face for the entire five hours? That's rude. Time really is like a a brand of yours. How is that so? Because it's like you're always late. I wasn't. He won't give you much of it. 
but then like when you have a guest you're always concerned about their time mm -hmm. so yeah. like your theme is time but yeah. in a variety of ways yeah that's how time works <laughs> i don't it's a flat circle I, I don't think I, you're the one i, who's I say that quote all no, the time on the show do i do I, everyone knows that that mcconaughey quote is mine i say it it's what i live by what does that mean it means you know time goes time comes you just got to be there just on time for what it does. <laughs> for what it does. For what it does. You ain't saying nothing but a word. Thank you, Gardner. No, but that Chris raises an interesting point. I don't want, that's not fair of me to, to bogard the time of lovely women. Oh, no, no, no. We had a crew. And I'm a saying crew. we had a crew. We didn't have a crew. We had two professional basketball players hanging out with us. They weren't hanging out with me. Because you were alone in a corner. Dude, it, you, first of all, and then and then here's the other thing that Chris... Have Dude. you ever been introduced by anybody by Chris? Like, Chris is... Chris doesn't introduce people. Chris is like, oh, that's him. Like, how am I supposed to walk into a situation of strangers I, and the best introduction you can give is, oh, that's him. I... Like, he does a terrible job at least even setting you up. You got to come in as, oh, hey, I'm the... It looks like I'm you like were, riding Chris's coattails. You walked off stage. You were the cool guy. I wasn't walking. I, that's what the, it was time for me to go off stage. But I'm saying you <laughs> walked off stage and into a group, so you don't need an introduction. You just gave your introduction. I, th that's also pretentious of me. Did you see me on the stage? Oh, did you see me make that joke on the stage? Hi, hey, how you doing? I'm Travis. I didn't mean that. so pretentious. Right no, that means I'm less self. I'm trying to let you know that I'm not self-important. Oh. I'm illustrating that I'm not anyone important. I'm just saying you sounded. So I know. Your mom ever yell at you for being mean to the pet? Yes. Oh, pet? You're, you no. said. Here. I didn't do anything wrong. This, oh, I get it. You know what's happening? This is for payback for me saying you can throw a football 75 yards and that I was not you there to witness it. This is perfect. Okay, I get what's happening here. Were you there I to witness it? I heard of the tales, and I took his word for it. But like the Chicago Police Department. Hmm. Uh, but I see what he's doing now. concerted effort of 20 <laughs> people. I see what he's doing now. You I mean, you, you just be yourself, Travis, and, and that's you. Yeah. You like shutting down. I don't like shutting down. Well, I do sometimes enjoy shutting down. I shut down sometimes. Sometimes I have to shut down because I'm just like, uh, I just want to lay down. It's too much. So is we're not we're not surprised about, sorry. Oh, no, I just said, is that because of the pot? No, it's just sometimes I'm just like, ah, this, this requires effort. I don't have any in me. Ah. You'd, you'd, you'd think... <laughs> You'd think you were making I fun of his, his mentally disabled cousin if you if whatever you say something about weed. I love how he yeah, goes because you're that. the only you react to weed no, like no. a 1965 mom. No, no, no. Who's no. Mr. Wilson? What was that? Are you talking about Dennis the Minute? Yeah, okay. you're just very weed. <laughs> There's a Stephen A. Smith weed. <laughs> you know marijuana. People, you like, that we have events where people, you know, that, that involves alcohol. Nobody says anything about that. Is it the sweater? That it is the it? stigma, and it is the sweater. Sweater has a lot to do, and he lives in oh, Fitz dog. Tower Grove. Fitzdog had something to say about this sweater. Hey, bastard. But I think, what a but Chris is part of the stigma. He likes, he likes the no negative stigma, stigma that comes along no with weed. He, well, he's stereotyped. He's very much stereotyped, But he self-admit stereotyped. Yes, this is also true. What's your weed voice, Chris? Do your weed voice. What do you mean, man? <laughs> See, yeah, you, got it one, is. you got one read voice. Uh, but I was thinking of this for you, Travis, as we go forward, too, mm -hmm. in regards to weed. Mm -hmm. If you could invent your own strand, uh -huh. 
Could you please name it Game Changer? Oh, there ain't no doubt. Hey, man, what's that right there? Oh, that's that Game Changer. So if you ever get that far in your Smoke Molly A career. Thank you. Um, <laughs> please come up with a strand and name it Game Changer. That, I just think that would be cool. And that's on brand for you. Yeah. Um, it just popped in my head as we were Thank talking you. here. And I wanted to get that out before I forgot. You're gonna, you're, Chris, here's the funny thing. Chris is a great salesman. And he'll be the first person to be lined up outside a recreational marijuana facility. I got no problem when with sponsorship it. blows up. They so I'm just saying, it's like it's like, hey man, it's like so we're it's funny right now because it's like you do have your stereotype I voice do. too. Oh my, my voice is different. It would who I make fun of people that drink. I make fun of fat. See, that's the problem. I make fun of everybody. <laughs> you get mad whenever people make fun of things that you like because you only you attack don't make fun you don't of like. everybody. You don't make fun of the stigma of coming along with drinking. Make fun of Joe Rogan. Make fun of Joe Rogan. Uh, have you ever done Molly while doing a capoeira <laughs> kick, sliding into a rear naked choke? That's a good yeah. one. You haven't lived. That's a good one. Yeah, we, there should never have been talk about him moderating a debate. <laughs> Unless Marianne Williamson was Marianne involved. Was that was if the you have, was if you had exception. people, here's what he is good at. Because he, he does his thing, and if you don't like it, I can't really defend it because you're right. Uh, because you just have to dig what he does. The thing he is very good at is if people talk out of turn, people are physically afraid of him. And he's going to be wittier than 99% of the planet. He's a comic. He will shut shit down. Mm-hmm. Like if people start getting aggressive towards each other or uh, like shouting, he will, he'll calm them down. That's, he's almost like a good bouncer in a moderating situation. That's what he would be good at. And he'll, he'll make people feel stupid about it. So getting the conversation back on track, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or when people start yelling at each other and stuff, he'll be, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's, he does a good job That's of that. That's the comic in him, I would imagine. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah his timing's always been, he's a comic, he understands it. I don't, I don't personally hate Joe Rogan. I, just hate I think we Joe can pull Rogan. 50 clips of you saying yeah, Joe Rogan otherwise. just, what he represents sometimes, are just like, oh, God. How was that? Just, oh, God. <sighs> It's no, it's just fascinating. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I know how I feel about Joe Rogan. I think a lot, I, and here's, I think what I feel about Joe Rogan is what I feel about a lot of people that I'm aren't fans of. It's not necessarily them. It's how smart or people I thought were smart respond to certain people. So it's people who I know understand reason and right and wrong, how they respond to Rogan. It's people who I know who are reasonable, who know right and wrong and how they respond to Trump. It's not just specifically the individuals. It's how people it's who the I thought- It's the reactions they elicit it's from a ra- Yes, and that's the fascinating thing. Trump, obviously, I've seen a Trump-like character before. Um, it's how the, the, the real part that really gets me is how people are responding to him. Um, that's what blows me away um, because it doesn't feel like the standard is set across for everybody. So like when Joe Rogan holds a commentator like Stephen A. Smith accountable for A, B, and C, Joe Rogan doesn't do that with anyone else. That's not true. That's very true. My thing is people gave Joe Rogan People looked at Joe Rogan sideways when he wanted to jump into MMA commentating, especially for UFC. Here's Stephen A. Smith, a guy who has a, an extensive background of journalism, a guy that has a, an extensive broadcast background, more so than what Joe Rogan had when he got into the UFC. 
and now you're telling me you not you think Stephen A doesn't have a voice in this sport? That's not that's did not you, the same. Did you hear the entire quote? Yeah, I did. And then did you hear his follow up? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I would say at the end of the day, like I just think certain guys are able to get away with gaslighting than others are. And that just that kind of is annoying. Shouldn't everybody be allowed to gaslight? Always. Well, they're trying. So they're trying. Speaking of gaslighting. San Diego, what a city. Love it. Oh, gaslight really nice. district. Gaslight square. <laughs> we just start naming anything we know. <laughs> you guys, listen to that gaslight anthem. I think we could do that for 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would actually be pretty impressive if you were able to. Attorney General William Barr, top Justice Department officials, mm-hmm. uh, apparently are going to reduce prosecutors' recommendation sentence um, based on the president tweet in a conversation and a comment the president okay, made. Let's start this doing? over. Let's okay. start this over. <laughs> They're going to reduce a sentence. Uh, prosecutor's recommendation, right? right? For who? Uh, Roger Stone. Okay. I was getting to that. I was just, I was, I wanted to finish my sentence. Um, well, it's kind of your lead there. Okay. <laughs> Roger Stone. <laughs> I was going to say Trump uh, went in front of the cameras yesterday to defend Roger Stone, who was, uh, to be was recommended by prosecutors for seven to nine years in prison. The president is responding to Roger Stone's sentencing's recommendation. Um, and in response to the president complaining about Roger Stone's sentencing recommendation, uh, the attorney general of the United States uh, said he will look into it and reconsider the amount of time that was being recommended mm-hmm. to which four of the prosecutors who are working on the Roger Stone case decided to resign from the case. Am I, am okay, I that, withdrew I, from the case. Withdrew from the case. One resigned from the Department of Justice. Completely. That's, oh, that, that I did not know. Oh, it was my understanding just four just quit the case. I didn't realize one actually quit the entire Department of I Justice. I think that's what I that's said. That's crazy. Uh, nevertheless, um, this, of course, legal scholars <laughs> across the country almost set their hair on fire. Every legal scholar I follow, at least on Twitter, uh, who work at some of the most reputable legal institutions, law institutions in the country were flabbergasted that <laughs> it looks like the level of independence that normally is supposed to be shown from the Department of Justice is now uh, been completely obliterated. Uh, it's been ongoing. It's been ongoing. It's been a case. This is just uh, another symptom. Uh, but it, I only bring it up because me and Chris have had this conversation for a year now almost about even in this year in the election, the event to just say whatever candidate the Democrats nominate run against Trump and defeats him in November. It is my belief, strongest belief, that this president will not leave office. Well, then a coup is necessary at that point. So I'm not going as far as saying coup, but I am going as far as oh, to no, say. No, 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 no. Yeah. And then probably maybe it. it's the natural follow up. All I'm saying is that if Trump loses in November, I don't think it's going to be as peaceful of a transition as we're used to. Okay. I think he'll do a kicking and screaming fit, but I don't. You, you don't I don't think, think it would come to a coup. Yeah. I think he would. Leave. I wouldn't think it would. I don't. Get I don't that he's get to he, a coup. And I'm. That's just that'd just be outrageous. That'd be the. I'm, and I'm sa- not. And I'm not I'm saying. saying I'm not saying needed, you're. I'm ready. <laughs> I would say that's. Outrageous. That's what I'll say. I'm not saying you're brave if you want to die in the White House because of uh, you know discrepancies in the law and the way things work, but. I, I, I think the act drops if he thinks that it's 
he's in the lineup. I don't think in it's an act. Fire. I think it's a no, plan. No, no, no. I think I he's got a plan. I, I, think he's, I think he's gamed this out. Shit. I think he's absolutely gamed this out. But don't, or they're gaming it out right now. They have gamed it out where if you're him, do, he, right. he doesn't leave at he's he's he doesn't leave on January twentieth. Well, no, but I don't think it would come to a coup. I think you you raise hell, get one last rise, and then that next Monday announce that you have a new Fox News like network that's launching like i mean that's the thing i would see like they're gonna parlay it into whatever they can yeah if he, if he there said, is if no he what's said he wasn't game? leaving then whoever the candidate that were to win would i would suggest to them you take to the stage make a statement and say you're uh, through the united states government you are going to usurp the southern white house uh, mar-a-lago and take that over as your new one <laughs> All right, you keep that one. Yeah. I was going to take the other one. <laughs> what if somebody goes, as soon as, what, as soon as the new president, if they're sworn in, like literally goes, <laughs> just starts reading him as Miranda writes in the middle of their inauguration speech. <laughs> and you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> I, I know you're watching. Now look behind you. Oh, oh they're there for you. No way. I am convinced that he's gained this out, Chris. I shit you not. He's got a legal plan in place that he's going to challenge every state that whatever a Democrat wins, he's going to challenge every electoral vote. Mm -hmm. He will drag this out in court. Yeah. Trump is not. He will drag this out. This is going to court. No, please believe that in November, no matter the result, this is going to court. Okay. And uh, that, and I mean, that's I'm how not, I know he's gonna. That's 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 the closest to the kicking. That's and not an that unreasonable thing to yeah. say. There's no doubt. And I know. I feel like now with the attorney general by his side, it's very. It's become very clear that's that that's mean, the it's, game. It's embarrassing. It's, it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be very dangerous. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it's it. You cannot. That's why tell I me say there's no middle, there's no room for middle ground. No, there isn't. There's no room to be trying to reason this out like. Like he didn't I, saw, have to... I saw a discussion on this the other day when people describe themselves as moderate or centrist. Right. And that probably you shouldn't use moderate. You should use more centrist when de describing political ideology. I because agree. moderate, and it, it might come from Martin Luther King, maybe where this kind of description came from. I'm not sure, but I thought that's what the thread I was reading was discussing. That moderate tends to be someone who is looking just to keep order. Right. And order even over justice. Right. They just right. want it. Hey, let's they not be yeah. shake too many Look, tables. Here's what I would say to you. You're not going back to the way it was. That's done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. You have to let that go. Yeah. And you have to adapt yeah. and adjust yeah. and move forward. That's why that's, I was that. There's no room for that anymore. And that's why I thought, and we're done with that. And, that's and why if I, you can't see that. Right. I don't know what to tell you yeah. because you're lying to yourself. Yeah. The old days of doing business are well past. Yeah. Yeah, we're well past that. Very much so. So that's, so and that's if that's if you're longing for the good old days, um, then get out my way, because you're of no use to me to try and further, you know, where we're heading. He said, "Get out my way. Get out my way." Man, we still got like nine months of this shit. I know. Shit. Fascinating. Shit. We are. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the hell we gonna do. Oh, he's gonna try and put people in jail. That's. That's our. That's. And, it, and if you can't say 
come out and say bad things about that, then I don't know what to, then that's but about I think, you. But, but I think that's where, and then that's, I think that's ultimately how it all plays out. It isn't just that Trump's doing this. Eh, it's what's, what we expected. You, you know, we, like we're all making fun of Susan Collins today because she was the one that was, you know, in front of the microphones telling the media that he's learned his lesson. Well, no, he's going to chill out. He's yeah. going to relax. He's going to be, he's, he knows better now. He saw what he did was wrong. They're all we, spineless We embarrassed cowards. him. The we spanked GOP him on his ham. Yeah, and we're spineless cowards. Oh, absolutely. And but I think. supporters are cowards There it as is. Well. Okay, there it is. I'm about to say, I you got to go it. full circle. No, yeah, absolutely. What are they going to do to hey, you're right. But no, that's what I'm saying. You got to bring it full circle. Because I think that's the reason why and no, that's the who leaders you are. behave that's the way that they are. That's are right now. Right, I agree. I hope you can change. But guess what? I don't want it in my government. Right. Take your shit elsewhere. I agree. Go become a lobbyist. Take, try to make your money. Take that shit to Farmington. That's a banana republic. Take that shit down what there. Are you <laughs> Tradition meets progress. You want to talk about a centrist ass <laughs> statement? Tradition meets progress. What does that mean? Yeah. There's, there's. No you have a water tower, but you also have a TGI Fridays. What do you want to be? Yeah. The one restaurant they don't have. Oh damn! My bad. Yeah. My bad. Now you look like a fool. No, I do like you an just, idiot. I'm you sorry. could have named 99 <laughs> other ones of the TGI Friday. Applebee's? Yeah. Two of those, yeah. probably. Right, has got two. <laughs> like, we, got, we got one. We got North Applebee's. They've graduated to two Taco Bells and two McDonald's, though. Yeah, two McDonald's. Okay. That's how I knew O'Fallon was getting big as a youth. He yeah, started doing second. that. There's two McDonald's? Oh, so we, got, so we got options now. Wait, Wait one not right off Highway 70? Man, that's when I knew Columbia Ooh. was blowing up. When Columbia got that third McDonald's, <laughs> I was like, oh, four, shit. The four corners <laughs> of a town. <laughs> That's how you would measure where you were. Like, how many Super Walmarts are in Columbia? God, four? I was so, I was so I fascinated by, used to be a shit ton. by Columbia when I found out they had a KFC buffet. Like, when I found out. an Emo's buffet, man. I, do they still have that? I don't think they do, but they had an Emo's buffet in Columbia. Columbia yeah. had some, hey, man. They had, Hey man, it was some good times in the 2000s. I saw that in Columbia. Like, oh my God, we had good basketball and football teams. We were going to bowl games. We were going to elite eights, and then we was like, "Oh shit, we opened up oh, is that a White Castle? Is that a Hooters? Oh shit, we about to turn up." Is that a TGI Friday when TGI Fridays came to Columbia? Boy, fireworks! There were fireworks at the fireworks. opening. Like an IKEA opening here. <laughs> it was. News helicopters hovering above. You can't get this in the big city. You're never gonna get the reaction like this living in New York or LA. That's why we are a cow town. Except Shake Shack. When I saw Shake Shack in New York, I was like, Yeah, I need to relax, New York. Mm-hmm. A place of amazing delicacies, and there's like <laughs> Shake Shack. Like, relax. You're acting like St. Louis. That's what I said. I was like, Yeah, acting like y'all from Missouri. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't think New Yorkers would react that way. I die, but I love food. I like everybody else. Mm. I see some food. Ooh. It's pretty good. Pretty tasty. Did you see that WebMD tweet uh, where uh, they were talking about a guy who, I guess, like appeared drunk a lot and uh, didn't yeah, drink alcohol? Yeah, I saw this. And I thought this was an older store. It was, but it just got brought to light. You know how mm-hmm. our internets work. Yeah. Every so, what is it? Probably three years from now, we'll be revisiting John Wayne's comments from mm-hmm. the past. Yeah. So. That's <laughs> real. So it's, it's one of these. But he's got the guy had the auto brewery syndrome or something like mm. that, where like his his organs were brewing. taking the ca- carbohydrates the, and whatnot, and like you said, brewing and turning it into alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I was like. That's kind of scary, but also interesting. 
And I wonder if that's how I fall off the wagon one day. If I were to. Mm. Your body's like, listen, you aren't giving us what we need. Yeah. We'll be where taking have it you, from here. Yes. We're, adap- we're adapting. Yeah. We're making adjustments. Mm-hmm. We know what we once had, and we want it back. Mm. And then there's a fight within me. A civil war within me. It's a hell of a fight. Yeah. We'll write a song about it one day. Okay. I just wanted to tell about food, and that the thing popped in my head. Did you guys get a chance to see uh, the comments of the Dilla story on Rebecca Black? I saw that it was, was it nine years yesterday? Nine years since the release of Friday. Uh, She she penned a statement, uh, and she just talked about how it affected her growing up. I just wish I could go back and talk to my 13-year-old self, who was terribly ashamed of herself and afraid of the world. Uh, Since someone even made an even even more interesting comment, like... how she almost kind of gave birth indirectly to the quote-unquote influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think even one of the commentators said, I, I bet she's kind of pissed because something as simple as Friday, if it were to go viral now, she could probably be a multimillionaire. Uh, she probably could have you know, parlayed that into a financial success, mm-hmm. but she, they essentially acknowledged that she kind of gave birth to it. Here's some of her statement. Um, Cause I thought it was interesting, especially she was part of a very huge viral moment at the birth of social media. As social media was learning to explode, when we learned how things go viral and mm-hmm. jump into the mainstream, she was one of the very first people to walk through that door. So I was very curious to hear her statement. Uh, this is what she says, Chris. <clears throat> Nine years ago today, a music video for a song called Friday was uploaded to the internet. Above all things, I just wish I could go back and talk to my 13-year-old self who was terribly ashamed of herself and afraid of the world. To my 15-year-old self who felt like she had nobody to talk to about the depression she faced. To my 17-year-old self who would get to, the school, get to school only to get food thrown at her and her friends. To my 19-year-old self who had almost every producer songwriter tell me they had never worked with me. Hell, to myself a few days ago, who felt disgusting when she looked in the mirror. I'm trying to remind myself more and more that every day is a new opportunity to shift your reality and lift your spirit. You are not defined by any one choice or one thing. Time heals and nothing is finite. It's a process that's never too late to begin. And so here we go. This might be a weird thing to post, but the honesty feels good if nothing else. And she posted a picture of herself currently today, a lovely looking Rebecca Black, short hair, black dress, sitting on a bed. Um, but I thought that was a very interesting statement, and I commend her for her honesty and courage. I can't imagine, you know, nine years ago, that young, blowing up, and adults are assholes, so I can only imagine some of the horrible things that they say to 18, 19-year-old girls. So I commend her courage for going through that and speaking out, speaking her truth. It's not easy. You blow up like that. You didn't expect to end up on the Today Show. No. You didn't expect to end up, you, you know, somebody... as a meme, as a viral video for everybody else to well, to now... mock. You, like you put it up, something silly, fun, and go Did to school, and people just throw shit at you. That's not sure. That sucks ass in high school. That's not great. That's it. Just I don't know. What's the worst thing that's ever been thrown at you? Hmm. I haven't had anything thrown at me before. Hmm. I'm not. Uh, I, I have at least not towards me. I don't think anyone's ever thrown. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone's ever thrown anything at me. I've always, of course, when I go to blues games, people yell "blackfish." It's probably the only thing I've gotten thrown at me was just the blackfish. My brother threw a baseball at me. Jesus, Gardner. When I had a broken collarbone. Well, that sounds about right. He probably did something to deserve it. Uh, he was just trying to 
do whatever. That's how we treated each other. It was fine. Um, Food-wise, a hot dog maybe? I had a hot dog thrown at me Did before. You yeah. I smarted off to someone about something. That's kind of a trend of mine. It's kind of a trend. <laughs> That's about it. Um, but those are the two things I can think of. Like one being food and one being just an object that was going to hurt when it hit me. Um, What's the, let's go a little bit stuff further. What's the meanest thing an adult has ever said to you as when you were a child? What's the meanest thing an adult said to you? That doesn't really stick out, but I do feel like it was much more like strangers would yell at other people's kids with much more much less impunity back then like there was oh, a yeah. lot of oh yeah that was there was a lot of yes. like what are you a bad kid yeah that, yeah that's and true. your parents like two feet away I'm like, what are you saying it's like well he so was like, that it's like what yeah within the family we used to just try to mentally torture each other um on purpose yeah so where, the, where i get this from dealing with you what's the objective behind that just for fun oh like my that's uncle, fun I, to people to well, like my uncle had me convinced that i was adopted at one well point. that seems like that's inappropriate and then i ran to my mother crying oh wow um we so should, it's stuff like that you try to be creative with some stories and get them to buy into it makes you mentally tougher and then you also learn how to um attack people mentally as you get older <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that's where that was going. <laughs> that's my fault. I should have known that's where that was going. Mm-hmm. I can't. I I've had strangers on the street say some mean shit to me as a kid. I can't remember anyone doing like. I remember. I'm sure somebody has. I mean, because I was, I get smart off, and so I'm sure somebody. But it maybe just it didn't impact me enough to. To remember, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think the I think the worst things that have ever been said to me by an adult from a police officer. What do you say? That's why you motherfuckers always going to jail. Was he white or black? White. Was he talking about your skin color? Yes. I did have a cop. Well, I did have a, two, a couple incidents with police. And this was like when I was I was in junior high. I won't I heard a cop say that. I won't him. mention too many of the Very people involved high, here. Have fun. Um, but there was an incident at the Del Taco. Um, right off uh, by yeah, Slough? Yeah. Okay. And uh, people probably, the two cars involved, people probably shouldn't have been driving their cars. Right. Um, but it's a city, and so that wasn't the biggest concern. It was There was an incident where one car bumped another, bumped the car I was in, and they did it on purpose. And uh, maybe... The driver of the car I was in got out and went and ripped the side view mirror off the other car. Oh. Mm. And uh, the police were called. And uh, I just stayed in the car. <clears throat> and the police, this one guy, the older guy, uh, was like, hey, uh, can you move this car? And I'm sitting <clears> and I go, nope. Shaking my head. He's like, no, just get out and move the fucking car. And I'm like, can't do that, officer. He's like, why can't you do it? I go, because I'm drunk. Mm. And he, <laughs> he's like, what? And he turns to us and goes, this asshole says he's drunk. And so like, uh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting by. <laughs> like, I've, I've got some issues. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Last thing I need to do is back this car into the damn yeah. Del Taco. And then what are we going to do here? You're going to 
like we're gonna you're gonna tell them that you were asking me to move the car right. we're gonna do this right and so i refused to get into the, the car and move it and so i got out they put me against the wall while they were dealing with other people oh, and then one of the guys in the other car comes up to me and starts yelling at me and is like you saw what happened and i i kept playing dumb of i didn't see anything i just you know i and uh so eventually I asked the police officer to get this guy out of my face because it was escalating. And he started calling me a fucking pussy and that mm. things like that. And so then uh, I just started smiling some. Oh, boy. And then oh my boy. roommate came and picked me up. Oh, boy. And, uh, I, and the cop was like, oh, I'm glad to see you. Get this. Get this motherfucker out of here and this and that. And I turned around. This became a, it's, become, it's become a classic line that my friends say to me from time to time. I turn to the officer and go, officer, you've been nothing less than genteel. And he just looked at me confused and goes, get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And I got in the car and left. So then every once in a while, friends of mine dropped the line. You've been nothing less than genteel. Mm. Well, I don't think we're going to top that. <laughs> so that's a line that still gets thrown my way by friends because they're like, and my friend who picked me up, he's like, yeah, I don't know what he Gardner, just get in the car. But I had to get that one last line in. Just obviously, you've been nothing less than Gen Two. <laughs> These are things I wish I could say. That's why I hate racism. Because yeah, I want to say shit like that, but I can't. Is that my white privilege? That is. Oh, but that's a great way to use it. Yeah. If you're going to use your white privilege, saying that statement is what you should well, do. And because that line now lives on. It with does. Everyone. That's a good line. I ain't gonna lie. I'm sure you've been nothing less than genteel. That is pretty good. <laughs> I was That's drunk. I don't know where it came from. Great word. It's a great thing to say. I'm like, why are you trying to make me drunk drive? No, I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, we're not going to beat that. So <laughs> big thanks to Gateway Powder Coating and all of our other wonderful sponsors here on the show. Two more left with this crew together. Uh, the show will continue on, and uh, it'll just be missing a big part of the soul. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. We already lost its hair. Chris we're we're going to do a recasting call on Friday. Oh, what's the topic? We are live. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, get ready to recast We Are Live. Awesome. All right, guys. We'll take a quick break. It's Chris Demon, Travis Terrell. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. We'll be back in 24 hours. I've always wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. All right, see you then.